Today is Monday, May 4th, 2020, and you're listening to Corona Toes. Uh. Yeah. Mow Your Lawn Monday outside of Ceviche Studios today, so please ignore the background noise. I think we've even got drones flying overhead mowing the fucking sky, so it's a little bit louder than usual in here today. By now you have no doubt heard about the murder hornets. I can't think of anything more terrifying than a bug the size of a pig in a blanket flying directly at my face with a sting that was described in the American Journal of Entomology as feeling like someone cut you poured rubbing alcohol in the cut, and then punched the cut repeatedly with a hand dipped in resin and broken glass like the movie Bloodsport. Apparently this summer we can also expect grudge-holding beetles, sarcastic ants, and extra-hungry termites the size of beavers. God, these fucking lawnmowers. Has anybody been watching The Bachelor listen to your heart, or as I like to call it, TBLTYH? Not much to say about it, it's pretty bad. I think Sheridan looks like John Travolta under all that hair. Brandon sucks. Julia sucks. Rudy and Matt are cool, and Rudy got pipes. Natasha's way more talented than Ryan and super hot. Celebrity judge Kesha looks like you open her freezer and you think she has a lot of ice cream, so you grab a spoon and go to pick out a flavor, but then you realize that every container just has Botox on it. I also thought she was Ashley Simpson for some reason, but I also got to give her a major, major shout-out for A, looking high as fuck, and B, having a wild-ass manicure that was connected by little chains. There are a few things I like more than trashy nails. I'm being 110% genuine when I say that. So if you got like long, pointy, triple quadruple colored nails that have Bluetooth connectivity, definitely slide into the DMs at coronatoast at gmail.com. This is a very special episode here at Coronatoast because this is the official 10th episode. And we are celebrating with my good friend, the Gumby to my pokey, the Crockett to my tubs, Mr. Scotty Boombox. Yet another person I met through George Brazil, who expressed multiple times that he wanted a cameo on this episode, but it was just too much to coordinate. I already knew I'd be editing the fuck out of this episode, and I was not wrong. I actually cut down over 90 minutes of audio into an overweight 45 minutes, and that was no small feat. But I would like to say thank you, thank you, thank you to everybody who's been listening. We've been doing this a little bit over a month. By we, I mean me, and by me, I mean I. And uh, it's truly a labor of love. It's a lot of work. There is no money. There is only time. Precious, precious time. I was hoping we would have had 500 downloads by now as a sort of like a landmark. Uh, We haven't hit that yet, but we're close. So thank you, everybody who's been uh, who's been checking the show out. Please share. Please rate. Please review. Please do all the stuff. You know what the stuff is. I don't need to tell you. Please do all those things. It would mean a lot to me and the lovely, wonderful guests that I've had opening their hearts and minds and sharing their stories with me. We've got listeners in Hong Kong, 
We've got listeners in India, Singapore, Ireland, the UK, Germany. Let's make it the whole world. But again, thank you. Thank you, everybody who's been listening. I appreciate you more than you will ever know. We cover a lot of bases in this episode. Let's open this jar of Jif and get to snacking. Coronatos, your choice for America's coronavirus coverage. Dude, yeah. yes. Yes, and dude, I made it through. Uh, I, I listened to, you know, I do so many uh, drugs that my memory is not great. And it just occurred to me that I, I listened to the first episode of Fracktown Gumshoe. Yeah, I yeah. was really excited to listen to the next episode. And then I completely forgot that it existed until just now. <laughs> I listened to it in the shower or whatever day we were talking, like uh, yeah, four or five yeah. days ago when we were getting right. ready for this. And yeah. um, bro, I mean, <laughs> you get to say some uh, some wild stuff, man. Your mom loves the... Um, is that, is that your birth mom or your stepmom or your... Yeah, so my birth mom wrote it. Um, she's an amazing writer, amazing woman. And I didn't really... I don't really read. I'm, I'm not a, a big reader. Uh, and so um, I wasn't really caught up on what she was doing. And I just said I would do it just because we've always wanted to be like, at least, you know, it's kind of on the bucket list, like collaborate like with your mom. So I did it. And then I start reading it and then and I'm like, fuck man, I can't say this. <laughs> like some of this shit's like crazy. Cause it's like, it's like sexual or it's like really like, like hardcore cursing. It's funny. So yeah, your, your, um, your bio mom is writing essentially what we call in the industry, a hard boiled detective, hard boiled yeah. detective novels. And yeah, um, part, part harlequin, harlequin, harlequin. So I haven't, you know, I'm only in the first chapter. I could tell there'd be some, um, maybe some romance just by the way, the uh, gumshoe, I can't even remember his name. But, Niccolo um, Fitzhugh. Yes. yes, of course. Niccolo <laughs> Fitzhugh. Um, just by the way, he, he speak, uh, spoke longingly of his ex-wife. Oh, uh, yeah. I knew gets, there would be some romance. She may, she may very well appear at some it gets point. Real, it gets real sexual. It gets real hot and heavy at, at times. It's not like... Bro, so you're essentially doing voiceover work of your mom's erotic fiction. Yeah, man. You only, you know, YOLO is a real thing and you need to like <laughs> not hold yourself back from doing anything fucking weird or crazy. So I'm, I'm all about it. You, you know? know what my, what my mom wanted to do uh, with me, she wanted us to have, uh, she wanted us to have our own cooking show. <laughs> Oh, see, but that would be dope. You would kill it. You would kill it. I wish I hadn't been such a piece of shit child, because you know it's too. Oh, it's too. La- it's too late that. now, bro. Yeah. It's too we late. Now, you know what I do now, man? No, I get, gro- I get groceries. <laughs> I get groceries for my mom. You know, I think the Dude. cooking show is probably never going to happen, but I feel blessed to to buy groceries for my mom. You know. I think that's. I think it's very noble of you, but never say never, man. Don't start dealing in those su- uh, superlatives. Like oh, it'll never happen now. Like pff, whatever, man. You got a skill set. Go do a cooking show, man. How do you how do you feel using all the uh, racial slurs that your your mother wrote? Well, these racial slurs are for white people, so I feel totally fine about it. A lot of a lot of mix and a lot of wops. Mix and wops, yeah. Which yeah. is, uh, I guess, kind of the uh, the sort of the the makeup of Ohio. So let's let's just <laughs> let's let's uh, let's just kick this in the fucking teeth here. I'm talking to, to Scotty Boombox, aka yeah. Scott Shelton, and, and it's hey. not you know it's not Scott Shelton, aka Scotty Boombox, but it's Scotty Boombox, aka Scott Shelton. That's and right. And you are repping the outer suburbs of Columbus, Ohio. Is that correct? 
Yeah, lived in uh, Columbus about 25 years. Uh, now live north of Columbus, doing that suburb uh, dream. And I've I've been I've came and uh, kicked it with you out in in this part of the world. Yeah, down yeah. in your um your dad uh, slash recording superstar slash serial killer slash sports memorabilia basement. Yeah, um, yeah. I love that spot. Shout out Thank to uh, Cincinnati Reds. Shout out to Eric Davis. That's right, number 44, uh, the original 4040 club Bruh. up in the scene. Oh, my God. You know, I, I know we've talked about this, but and I think you have this as well. You know I have his uh, his tops rookie, correct? Mm-hmm. Uh, 85, 85, I believe, maybe 84. Standing there in front of what looks to be a high school dugout, like the first time you ever put the Reds hat on, big black, big black banner above the top saying Reds, the most plain uh, year of tops cards ever produced. Yeah, very, I mean, very stoic, man. A very yeah, stoic, like, a very yeah, stoic like series. D- designed like that year, like the card was designed by like Excel or something. Like there was literally <laughs> no flair to that fucking card whatsoever. You know One who had worst flair, bro? Ever. Fucking Don Russ was bringing the flair. Uh, they had a lot of. They had a lot. Then. They had a lot of pinstripe. A lot of neon pinstripe. They had the. They had the but futuristic that, vibes. But that 86, man, Tops came back with that hardwood, with that full wooden That's frame. That's 87, baby. 87. Is that 87? Dude, 86 the was, the, was the bar across the top. You might even be repping 86 in your description right there. might be repping right 86. There. The I sort think of right. the black, kind of just a rectangular banner across the top. Mm-hmm. Very nondescript. That's 86. 85, I believe, had like a, a diagonal uh, similar type banner. But then, yeah, 87 <laughs> came with the wood grain, baby. Yeah. That Jose Canseco rookie card. Bro, you know I got that rated rookie, son. I got that. Uh, maybe rated rookie was Don Russ, but Tops had the little the little joint with the little trophy in the corner. The motherfucking A's that year, baby. Uh, Canseco, Maguire. Um, I got the Maguire USA rookie card yeah, where bro, he's like I had smiling. That too. And I think there was also like a shredded wheat uh, rookie, <laughs> you know, like a Wheaties rookie that was like commanding uh, hella money. I'm, I'm bummed that my baseball cards that I still have that, you know, uh, you, you, as a child in the eighties, you're like, Oh my God, one day I'm just going to, I'm going to sell all these and I'm going to be fucking rich. Uh, the trading card market really hasn't, uh, held its weight yeah, it quite like out. I hoped. I bought it, it off for sure. Yeah. Uh, my deep investment in Skybox didn't go anywhere. Oh, bro. I got some Skybox rookies uh, some as, upper as decks. well, man. Dude, I got that Ken Griffey <laughs> Jr. Upper deck rookie. That was like the grail. Yeah. Uh, card at one point and dude That's you can right. get one for like 10 bucks on ebay now bro that might even be high but yeah soul crushing bro soul crushing this is the special this is the 10th official official episode yeah now this might be like 15 though right because you got you've been coming with a with a lot of specialness yes yeah i got some between. i got some supplementary ish you know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, we're going to, so yes, I'll be dropping one. I'll be dropping one before this, uh, which I actually just finished up with uh, Eric Dynas, um, yep. who lives in Indiana, but you might I know, know him fool. through the, I know uh, fool. Yep. Through the whole uh, Ohio, uh, North Carolina connect. Mm-hmm. Um, so that'll be dropping. So yeah, this will be, I believe, uh, episode 15. Dang. And bro, you know, you... You're a podcaster. Why don't you break uh, break that down a little bit, a little bit for us? So I used to run uh, the Ohio Media School in Columbus and got into it there. It's a radio broadcasting school. Had a parenting podcast called the Vulgar Parenting Podcast. Did that for a minute, about twenty five episode run for about twenty five weeks. Uh, did pretty good. It was fun. And then I did. Uh, I really. And then I did one with a client. It was called uh, On the Couch Inside the Head of American Sports with the Sports Doc, Doctor Chris Tangovich and Scotty Boombox. 
And that ran about 22 episodes. That was like a sports psychology uh, show. So you were, you were the color man on that one. Yeah, I was, uh, I was the, I was the straight laced. I was the, uh, you know, I was the producer slash not even really a co-host, but you know, I would, I would put the ball on the tee for him. No, I've, uh, I've also been a producer slash co-host. So I know know. how that goes. And, uh, you know, you get involved, you find yourself sometimes talking about things that you don't necessarily know about, but if you're good at talking, you know, you can make it work, but you know, you know a little bit about sports, so you probably weren't faking it too much. No. And then I uh, did um, this, this last one just wrapped up 22 episodes, the first season of uh, uh, Fracktown Gumshoe and Audio Mystery featuring Niccolo Fitzhugh. That is based on the novel by Deborah K. Gaskell at Deborah Gaskell Novels dot com. So, yeah, Bro, I you sound even this. more delicious in my headphones than you do on yeah. my uh, iPhone um, when I was in well, the shower. I wasn't listening with earbuds or any kind of headphones. But now that you're straight up in my head, man, you sound. I consider it uh, you sound part amazing. ASMR, part ASMR. Yeah. Dude, it's luscious, yeah, it's weird. bro. You're like, luscious. I, it's, it's like, I swear to God. So like 20 years ago, I got this like eight records of a 20 record set that had no sleeves and it was how to be a DJ. And it's just like this old, like how to be a, like a radio broadcaster. You've got to come with personality, you know? And like, I sampled it like on my first album, but like I listened to those forever. And then like 20 years later, it's like, oh yeah, I can do like a little fucking Brockmeyer voice. Like I can hard sell the, the old radio. (laughs) Do you feel that podcasts are where rappers go to die? I think a lot of people go to die on podcasts and I think a lot of people do die making podcasts because <laughs> uh, it's a lot of fucking work and it can be uh, not rewarding. Uh, but I would say sure. But I think that people that are good at rapping are, are, are already good at showmanship. So yeah, I think it's a natural fit. Yeah. Just like people who are stand up comedians there that that typically works because they're used to just riffing and talking and da-da-da. I mean, it's, it's very similar. You know what's beautiful about this, man? We can edit. We can literally edit anything out, man. We can just talk and talk and talk. It's funny when you can tell, like, you're like, that's an editable moment. Well, you never know, man. You never know. My problem is sometimes I'm like doing like a, like a shtick, like I'm doing a thing. And, um, it's like, uh, I've started, I've pushed the snowball over the hill, but then, uh, see already, see, I, I don't even like this example. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I start the thought and I'm like, I'm doing it, I'm doing it. And then I'm like, no, I don't really like this. And then I'm like, how do I, how do I finish this? And then I'm like, how do I wrap it up? And then I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to edit that out. You know, yep. it started, started good. And then it, then it crashed and burned. Yeah. So we had like a three man booth in the vulgar parenting podcast with me and two other guys. And so that trifecta, that fucking triplet of when you know, like all three of you that are like, oh, <laughs> just in the moment and you know it's not working and it's flat and you like, you check like the playhead and you're like, oh, okay, 23, 25. I'll go back at 23 minutes, 25 seconds. That's gone. <laughs> My goal with editing other people is to just make them not sound stupid. Yep. Um, I've had some, some clients who sometimes say some things that are either perhaps unintentionally culturally insensitive or mm-hmm. perhaps they just had some information wrong. And, you know, I don't I don't tell them I'm editing that stuff out. I just take it out, you know, because I'm like, hey, it's my job to make you look good. You know, I'm basically yep. beat Al Sassoon in this shit. You know what I'm you saying? You are. Yeah. And uh, if you don't look good, I don't look good. You know what I mean? 
You're like a heavy hold moose. I'm like uh I'm like um an enriching uh conditioner with biotin and pro vitamins. Like a hot VO5. Oh dude. <laughs> I'm definitely that VO5 hot oil, son. I don't remember what it did in the commercial. I don't know if it if it relaxed your hair or if it like did the opposite, if it gave it body, but that VO5 hot oil was yeah. some shit, son. That's like a commercial you'd see during like Beverly Hills 90210. You have to like drop it into the hot water and they would have all that footage of these like of these like tubes of like oil being dropped into like hot boiling water in like slow-mo and you're like, I still don't get this. Like what is supposed to <laughs> what are you selling me? Don't be sour. Mean to your hair, baby. Get hot. VO5 hot oil treatment. One minute, once a week to help undo the mean things you do every day. So hair looks healthy, radiant, ooh, hot. Get hot. VO5 hot oil. When I was in L.A., you came to L.A., and we had a pretty crazy night. And I was wondering if you could uh, start that story off for us. So I was flying out for work. This is more hair school work. Uh, Yeah, that's right. You were with Aveda. Yeah, I was doing, uh, I was in LA for cosmetology. You know how we do. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) And so um, I knew you were out here and I said, uh, well, fuck it. You know, I packed up my, I packed up my mic, my headphones, my little keyboard. I had a little monitor with me. And so. Because we haven't even said that you're a musician and you were working on an album at the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I had sent you a couple beats I told you when I would be out there, set up a little recording studio at the, uh, what's that? What's that round capital uh, records looking hotel? Uh, hotel Angelino. So I'm in hotel Angelino. I got a rental car. It's a fucking Hyundai accent. <laughs> like looking like a fucking Mark. I was like, really? Y'all you can't give me like a fucking, but you know that shit came really? with satellite radio, right? <laughs> yeah, but it had, yeah, exactly. But I could get the fucking Howard Stern show on it. Yeah. That's right, bro. You can listen to Sirius XM. Sirius XM, Shady 45. Uh, so I hit you up. Um, I do my thing at work. We connect, you roll up and you're like, I think he walked in. I had this like bowl of bro. You berries entered the door. You entered the door. I want to say you were in a bathrobe. That probably <laughs> is not the case. Uh, but you definitely. I'm not a robe guy. No. You definitely entered the door looking hella sweet with a bowl of. I, I even want to say it was like assorted berries. I don't even. Feel oh like yeah, it was. It was, just it was strawberries, strawberries, raspberries, and blueberries. Bro. Like it, there was no melon. It was high quality. <laughs> we were in the hotel Angelino. I mean. Sidebar: Name the uh, name the celebrities that you saw there because they're hilarious. Fergie and who is her husband? Josh, Josh Duhamel. Duhamel. So Duhamel. I'm walking in. They're in the lobby, and their kid is in one of those little like toddler seat that has like that has it's a built-in ring of fucking wheels, so we can walk around anywhere it wants, right? You know what I mean? I don't know. Like, that it keeps like a baby a, like an old man who's got like a cyborg legs. <laughs> well, it was. I know, and and then come to find out it was, you know, Fergie's baby. But, so theirs is like, it's Ferrari themed. So this baby's in like this like, this like walkabout unit that's like a Ferrari. And then the baby like, (laughs) it makes a bolt. So I'm coming in this, and Josh, Jumel, and Fergie are like chasing after this baby who's in like a baby Ferrari. And And the baby Ferrari hits like the lip between the hotel and the sidewalk and I'm just there and I like catch the hood of this Ferrari with this baby and I look up and I'm like man you gotta be fucking kidding me you know it was like Fergie and, and the guy from I don't know what CSI wherever and uh I thought he was like an athlete he's an actor I thought he was like a like a sports player 
No, he's like a he's like a CBS crime actor. <laughs> Man, I'm not giving that guy any love, bro. So, so you come out. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Give it up. Give, Give it, it up, up for saving fucking Fergie's baby's life. <laughs> I didn't even remember that part of the story. Dude, he's, he he gives me like the dad to dad eyes. He like shakes my hand like, like no, like, hey, man, that was really solid. And I was like, you know, I'm just like starstruck, dude. And at Aveda, like you have to wear all black. Right. So did he think you worked at the hotel? Yeah, he probably thought I was a, you know, a fucking chauffeur or some shit. And uh, so it was just a, a really weird start. It was a weird start, you know, in this, in this fucking, you know, like this round building has this, you know, round bar at the top of it. It's so 60s, you know, fucking mod. It was amazing. So, yeah, so I show up. I got the berries ready. You got you the slay berries. A verse. You, you <laughs> oh, slayed a verse. Slayed the berries? Slayed, slayed the berries, slayed the verse. <gasps> oh, yeah. So, listen, your setup is like, you're one of those guys where the shit's going to work or you just got the right stuff. Like, the Gregory curse is we always have the wrong item. <laughs> we've always got we've always got the knockoff item. You know, we've got the good item. It's a good one. You know, it's not cheap, but it's the knockoff. It's the one you don't want. That's the Gregory curse. But you, I feel like you've got the right tools for the job. So, I show up in this hotel room. I'm like, bro, we're about to, like, record. Like, like we're not just doing a song. We're doing two songs. We're doing, like, yeah. album cuts yeah. on the fly in the hotel. We have been practicing. Like, I sent you the tracks ahead of time. Like, oh, no, I was show ready. Up. Bro. Ready, drop your bars. And I yeah. slayed it. I slayed, slayed it. But it. I just want to talk about your setup was like a microphone on like a desk stand. We did like it was like a tiny, like a tiny desk concert. It was it was um a blue yeti on top of the fold what's the thing? The ironing board. So the ironing board up at its lowest setting on top of the but, mattress. But it's one of those so little it ironing boards. Height. It's like the mini ironing yeah, yeah, board. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, it's like yeah. a desk ironing board. So <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah. I'm like, come on in, man. Have some berries. Oh my God. So we, we knocked the verse out. I've been out. hanging out with Fergie. We get lit. I did. Did we smoke like some, some bud like out the window? Yeah. I think we, yeah, we did. Yeah. Oh, right. Cause you Cause had, had the fucking dispensary or some shit. I had, um, that little, that like that little balcony like outside so we just went out there and just i mean i think there was like 12 roaches you were there for like 18 hours maybe max so we decide all right we've we've done one verse i think we still have another verse to do yeah but we're no, like no 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 did i do both you, mine nope you said you only wanted to do one and you were only going to do one and Damn, out of the why three, did i have such strict rules oh you were were this is brought to you by Four Roses Bourbon. God, that sounds amazing. I got to go grab more liquor. I'm going to put you on hold for a second. Feel Do free it. to say anything scandalous into the microphone that I'll hear <laughs> later. I'm going to say, all right, these are just a bunch of drops. Corona toast. The fuck y'all thinking? Coronavirus. Not just an American problem. Corona toast. Everything you wanted and more. Corona toast, not so verbose, a little grandiose. Coronavirus. I'm back, I'm back bro. I can, um, I can, uh, I can already tell I'm gonna, I'm gonna be hungover tomorrow. You gotta, you gotta work tomorrow. Every day, man. I yeah, work every man. goddamn day. I know, man. You're a hustler. You're a hustler. Okay, so yeah, baby. So, I so bring. Let's get back. I say I'm gonna do. I'm gonna just you, do one you verse. You say you say you you're only gonna do one verse. We had two. 
you knew you came equipped with one. You had one written and you said we'd see how the night goes. And we still have a third beat that was never touched, that is still in the archive and never made the record. You drop you drop that verse. We go up to, to the bar. Now we're in celebratory mode because after this, we've already got a hit. Like you destroyed it. I have video of it, by the way. A acapella video of you fucking murdering it. Murdered it. So now we're high on life, right? You're bringing your sunshine. I got mine. Let's go to the rooftop bar because now we're off. You know, we're fucking off. Whatever happens after this is gravy. That was a banger. Let's drink. We start drinking Cavassier, I think. Hennessy? Uh, a classy. <laughs> we, had a, we had snifters. We had, we had snifters, I we think. We had classic. Uh, we definitely had high class brown liquor. We had high class brown liquor. Yeah. Six years ago. Did we have snifters in that photograph? Oh, yeah. Okay. They were like little. They were little like curved babies. I don't know what the hell they were called. So this cat sits down next to us. He looks kind of rocker. He's yeah, like yeah, he's Asian got like a leather. He's got like a leather cuff on, and he's got he's got nice tattoos, and he has got a fucking gorgeous mullet, like long, yeah, long hair so shaved like up mu- one side. Right. It's yeah. not even so much a, a mullet as much as it is a. It was cascade. that old Skrillex. It, it was that Skrillex uh, haircut that everybody had for a while. This there was a beautiful cascade. Uh, he was hair. wearing a lot of silver, like rock jewelry too. Yes. Yes. Like he had like, he had like Vegas jewelry, like affliction jewelry, but his clothing wasn't affliction jewelry. He, you know, he, you know, he, he had like, I say the over under on his number of rings was six and a half. <laughs> like, like he had a lot like, of jewelry. There's on. a ring, there's a ring on the thumb. You yeah. Know what I mean? Oh, both thumbs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like, I feel yeah. like that's taken it. And maybe do you think there was a, a more than one finger ring? Think there was a two? Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. I'm yeah. telling you, dude. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. you had six and a half. I think he had he might have had six seven and a half rings on one on. hand. On one hand, bro. Yeah, he had them stacked. They're stacked. Long oh, necklaces, everything. Yeah. Yeah. But no. dude, look cool as fuck, man. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. the coolest fucking guy. Handsome. And I and we just start peppering them with our drunken comments because now we're balling. We've had the headphones on. We're fucking we're you know, we're high on life and he's like, fuck it, I'm game. And he just starts shooting the show. He says he's a poet and I'll be damned. We throw out the fucking invite to him and he's like, all right, I'm in. I say to him, bro, you're a poet. Why don't you come up and drop some spoken <laughs> Dude, okay, spoken okay. Word. Right, dude, you said he was, he was writing poetry at the bar. Yes. That's yes. a fact. He had like the little 100%. book and shit. And then how- Leather bound, yep. How much convincing did he take? I don't feel like- he was was he game immediately or did we have to do a little well, work on him? I don't think he was game immediately because I don't we think weren't he was going, either. But also we weren't going up in, immediately. It was like, hey, after this, we're gonna go back up and like try a, a few more bars because now we're lit and I'm gonna hit record because this is, you know, our fucking one night to fucking shine. So then we toss it out to him. He says, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean? Like people would just say, yeah, to whatever, just to appease people to get out of some fucking situation. So part of me is like, is he just saying, he's like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure. sure." And then he's just going to fucking dip, you know? And then he's like, okay, cool. I got your room number. I'll be there in five. And we come up and we're in the room, like lit, like he's not going to show up. And it's like, 
like he fucking shows up, man. Like I was like, <laughs> he fucking walks, he fucking walks in the door. I was like, holy shit. Well, let's see if he's any good. And then he drops that fucking first verse into shooting Barry. And it's the coldest shit I have. I remember first hearing him say that. And we were looking at each other like, oh my fucking God. Like look like trying to be quiet because he's fucking recording in the moment. And he dropped that fire first take and then didn't do anything else. And it was fucking perfect. It was cold-blooded. When he comes up and he's like, whoop drops. Dude, <laughs> his like, voice is so good. Have we even mentioned oh, okay. that he's British? We haven't, we haven't mentioned, even mentioned we haven't that. Mentioned, we haven't even mentioned that he's British. British Asian dude. He's looking like a like a Skrillex poet like Tommy Lee. Okay, hold on. Yeah, I'm looking at the uh, I'm looking at the photo of us right now. God, we're fucking gorgeous. All right. Um okay. And young. Let's see if this uh, if this works and we can both enjoy it. Warmth drops with every second beat and pauses we never heard. Constant confliction, contradiction, you and I. Walls bear deeply, presence locked in floundering magnitude. Dancers in tempered ash, foundations wet for days gone by. An undying god who dared and fell, faint as breath. Seconds forlorn and shallow gasps, drawn in hasted melody. And in this space for one, two existed. Shadows tied in the second line, bound to nights that never came, and certain plagues of lust never swallowed down. Intertwined, one single knot, fading turns, loveless tomorrows, symphonies, spectres, wide eyed, outlines, you and I. Wow, bro. D-A-U, baby. Douglas U. Oh, man. He just, he just, he murders it. His timing is impeccable. He has, like, the timing of a, like, of, like, a jazz musician. He just nails it. Did he write that in the room, or he had just wrote that that night? I felt like that was, like, fresh material for him. It was fresh. He pulled it up off his phone. He was like, oh, yeah, I have something for this. That is a beautiful L.A. story right there. It was amazing. It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, my God. I Very wish, blessed, uh, blessed life. I wish I had a website, uh, you know, where I could be like, go to the website and look at the photos. But if you go to Scotty Boombox's SoundCloud and listen to the song Shootin' Barry, which I highly recommend, you will see a photograph of the three of us taken from the bar that night. I, did we the hand the phone to, did we ask somebody to take the picture oh, for us? Yeah, it looks like it's yeah. not even a, like a selfie thing. They were happy to take our pictures. They were like, the, the staff was in love with us. It was quite the crew. You could tell, you know, that things were that things were happening. If if you watch us all all speaking, how did we first connect? Like, how did we meet? We met. We definitely met like everybody on this podcast. We met through George Brazil, um, because Ocean Crystal Ghost. Castle. Yeah, it was because of the Crystal Castle show. You played the Crystal Castle show too. Yeah, you and I played. Dude, everybody in, played that fucking show. You. Was that Pink Motor Monsters? It was me and Shane as Pink Motor Monsters. Yeah, and it was me and Jay Rhodes as Ocean Ghosts, and then Crystal Castles and New Wave Hookers. Okay, because I think that was, um, which by the way, shout out to New Wave Hookers, uh, a 90s porn series uh, put out by Vivid Entertainment. Uh, Classic, classic stuff. But Buckmaster, a.k.a. Cody Hare from Charlotte, uh, I think he was in that band as well. Um, so a lot of homies all sharing the stage, 
Crystal Castle show was fucking crazy. I, I still had my... It was like my, 2008? 2008? Was, no, bro. It was 2006 or 2007 because I still had my little fucking Porticath uh, fucking thing in my chest. Yeah. And I took my shirt yeah. off. And the Crystal Castles that. guy was like, oh, so you've got a warrior in your chest. He's from Canada. He, he sounded British when I talked to him, but he's from Canada. Bro. But They asked us for a ride to their next show in Atlanta. I was like, you got to be fucking kidding me, How bro. are they going to get there without you? Fucking bus? First question I had was that one. And what was their first <laughs> <What> answer? <laughs> I was like, what? so what if we say no? Does your tour end? <laughs> where were you? Where was uh, Rhodes living though? Rhodes is living above Bob's bar in Columbus, Ohio. And we, we had our, I had a 95 Honda Odyssey. Her name was Vanessa. She had uh, sick Touareg rims. Uh, they look like oh, Adidas shoes. Oh yeah, I remember shoes. that. I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, and we were living out of that for a little bit. Not living out of it, but like we were just weekend warriors. We were out. Okay, but you had no Thursday reason to Saturday. go to fucking Atlanta. Did There's they even, no fucking did, way I was going to go. They offer to no put way. you on the? Did they offer to put you on the bill of the show? Uh, first off, that was the only thing they ever said to us. We were like, "Hey, man, where else?" She goes, "We're open up for you," and they just, you know, they give you the awkward, like, nod look. You know how sometimes you open up for acts and like they're super warm, or sometimes they're just like they're just aloof and they're just or they're on drugs. Sometimes you just don't know. Yeah. But it's like they didn't really give a shit, and that's fine. I'm not. I wasn't like ever like offended by them, but you know, I was just like, okay, cool, whatever. And then, um, at you know, and then like, and then out of nowhere, the guy turns to me and is like, "Hey, man, can you drive us to Atlanta?" And whatever accent he had, and I was like, "No, man, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> this, it's not. It's, we're not driving you to Atlanta." Good luck, man. And then, and then Jay Rhodes was like, was he serious? Like, did he seriously ask us to drive? But anyway. You know, based on all the shit that came out later about them, uh, that guy was probably holding her fucking prisoner anyway. Yeah, it's hard to hold a chick prisoner when you, you don't have your own van. I was so I was so enamored with them, though, that they pretty much could have done uh, or said anything to me. And I probably would have been like, thank you. May I have another? You know what Dude, I mean? They're set destroyed, though. Dude, they're set destroyed. They were so fucking good. It was so they intense. Were so good. And I was so fucking wasted that night. And yeah, uh, same. I remember we had a great time. Uh, just just having a sharing a couple laughs with them. Nothing too special. Um, actually, we made some cancer jokes, but I, I've been talking about cancer so much on this fucking podcast. I don't want to talk about it anymore. for work now i guess uh i'm, I'm looking at your one sheet here and it yeah. says that you work in online technology yeah baby. online education <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> you know me in online tech i'm in yeah. the i you love in, uh, um the world wide webs yeah <laughs> you work yeah, in work, online education I, yeah so i work in online ed so uh and i had already worked from home so when this this coronavirus oh, you were already thing, working from home yeah, so I've been working. I had already struggled to make that transition. Like, I'm going to say like, I don't know, it was like February 2019. So like, yeah, so just like a year ago. Yeah. So I started working from home and it was hard at first. But yeah, like, why, 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 why did you find yourself struggling? I mean, one, I got two kids. So I got an eight-year-old and a five-year-old. So like escaping that madness is just 
critical for but my sanity. You just lock them in a cage, like when you're like quote unquote at work, right? I mean, you can't yeah, be fucking just, with kids while you're working, right? I just give them an iPad or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but but like so, like I had already been working from home, but so what happened was when you know when the coronavirus hit, every college in America and every school in America squealed to a halt because there was no plan. And then every college had to instantly figure out how to get online. And so it's, it's been this crazy boom, but I don't know. I don't know what. God damn. That's exactly what I hear on every zoom call every week. (laughs) 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 But it's, it's, um, I don't know, like, I love it because it's it's forcing people how to figure out how to use technology. Like, you know, I mean, is that I a didn't, good it, thing though, bro? I gotta tell you, I I I already spent too much time looking at a fucking screen. You know yeah, what I mean? And now I'm literally by myself looking at a screen all day, no matter yeah. what the fuck I'm doing. And yeah. Sometimes I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm, I'm editing a podcast. I've only been up for a couple hours. I'm sipping my decaf coffee because I can't even handle regular caffeine. And I, I feel this, I like, uh, it's almost like I'm, I'm like twitching or something, you know, <laughs> like my, well, my yeah, eyeballs are kind of fucking popping a little bit. And I'm like, bro, I've only been up for like two hours and I'm already got the fucking, the fucking jits. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't think it's any different for people like you and me who have already been doing this shit for so long, Jesus just so Christ. long. But for people who have been resistant to technology or use the excuse like, oh, I'm I'm not a tech guy. I don't, <laughs> you know, I just got an email, you know, like, like those people have no longer had a choice and they've just been forced into technology now. And I think that's the good part. That's the good thing. Like the good thing is like people who are like, Oh, I don't know how to do X, Y, or Z. Like, well, this now you have no excuse. Like, you have to figure it out, or you can't go to work anymore. You have a bit of a prepper vibe, um, yeah, which is yeah. cool. I know we've talked about like you know fucking guns in the basement and, yeah. and shit like that. Yeah, I don't know if you're quite like dipping eggs in in oil and shit levels, but no, I recently <laughs> saw an article. I get. Um, I am swayed by shit that I read because my dad was a bit of a, a bit of a prepper, definitely uh, like be prepared type of guy, you know, cause we lived in LA, man. We had like the earthquake kit, you know, that kind of shit, you know, it's like, you a, had like the big 50 gallon, you know, it's not quite bucket. a bug out bag, but it is, you it know, it was like a bucket filled we with a bunch had, of dry no, goods. Bro. We don't have the fucking Jim Baker fucking <laughs> you know, fucking huge bucket of macaroni and cheese. None of that yeah, man. shit, but like survival knives and like dehydrated water and fucking the I'm shiny, a, yeah. the shiny blanket that. and shit. I like it. But I, I saw an article recently that said we're, we're going to run out of food. You know, we're, we're sure. headed to a fucking famine. So my new shit is bro. I'm buying canned goods. I, I've been stocking up, man. I've got all kind I got canned goods. I got fucking pop tarts. I got chicken broth. I got peanut butter. Yeah, but how do you, how do you maintain inventory on that? Cause that's what I started to lack on. It's like, you got to like, be like, Oh, like you got to like track the expiration dates. Cause Bro, after a while, tracking, you know, everything that I got is good until at this point in time, until next year. And if, if there's going to mm-hmm. be some famine as a result of coronavirus, I think by the end of the year, we're going to have some indication of that. Would you agree? I mean, th- what's, what's up with your prepper vibes and you've been prepping to say you ain't new to this. I'm less worried about food because of where we lived. I'm I'm worried about water. Uh, I keep 20 gallons. <laughs> Sounds crazy when I started saying it out loud. Bro, I got 12 I, and a half on deck, bro. So I got 20 shit. on deck. I wish I at, had a 20. At, 
I have 20 gallons on deck. Yeah, but I got more, I got more kids in my household. You know, I got, I got four people here. So yeah, I got, I mean, I got a whole, I got a bug out bag, you know, I got, um, if you're not worried about food, what do motherfuckers be prepping? What are you prepping with? You got got a bomb shelter? I got a straw that I could sip out of fucking uh, Lake Erie with, you know, I got that crazy prepper straw, you know, but you know, I got waterproof matches shit that I will never fucking use. (laughs) (laughs) Bro, you got to get that 22 rifle that breaks down and you can put in like a rubber tube. So like one of my friends was a water tech for the city of Columbus. And when hurricane Ike came up right through the middle of the country and smashed Clintonville and shit, um, and they were on like a five hour shift of going around with gasoline to fill up all these generators that kept like the water pumps going. And they said they were almost out. They were like six to eight hours away from there being no water pressure in Columbus, meaning there was going to be no water. They were like eight hours away from that happening and he was like, that's when I realized I had to be ready. And I was like, yo, what? <laughs> like, could you imagine like, and all of a sudden water doesn't exist. You know what I mean? Like everywhere. It's just like, that's when it hit me. Like, I was like, I have to be ready. Like, I can't, I got I I'm, two I'm little kids. I'm on having hella water because I don't, I don't like tap water, man. I think tap water is sketchy, period. I don't, no matter what the fuck anybody Sure, says. sure. And now that I've been drinking only uh, non-tap water for like a while now, man, that shit tasted like straight chlorine the other day, bro. Well, my old lady thought I was, you know, crazy. I was watching some too much of like a certain like a national national geographic show. And I was like, okay, whatever. And then we got put on like a boil notice. Have, have you ever been put on? I'm sure you have in the Carolinas. You ever been told uh, that I've like you have to boil? Uh, so, I might've yeah. had like well water at the time or some shit. I don't know. So we got put on like, we got put on like a boil notice and we were like mixing Similac, you know? <laughs> and it's just like, oh. So, so I walked downstairs and I'm like, babe, I got this. I got 20 gallons of water on deck. Daddy's got 20 G's, baby. The relief in her face was like, oh, this isn't so stupid, you crazy fucker. <laughs> oh, you're, pre- you're prepping for that pussy now, dog. You're prepping for oh, pussy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all about being a, <laughs> being that provider. <laughs> Bro, you know who I'm providing for, man? My damn cat, man. And I don't even know if she knows how much fucking work I'm doing for her, but. She's not grateful. I'm looking out. I'm looking out for my mom. I'm looking out for my homeboy, my neighbor. Um, every time, you know, when I started stocking up on food, I think I've already said this on air, but when I started stocking up for food, you know, I, every, all the food I bought, I'm like, as I'm buying the food, I'm like, this might not be just for me. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like some, something might happen. Like someone else is going to need this too. So like, I, I, I just was thinking that like all the food I got, like this isn't all for me, you know, but as far yeah. as I'm concerned, uh, I've got plenty of food, but I feel like if this shit goes fucking Mad Max, I'm, I'm moving fucking mom in. And you know what I mean? And there's, there's already a gun in every room of the house as it is, but you know, we're going to be, we're going to be ready. As soon as the stores start telling you how many of something you can buy, that's when this shit like sets in. Like there, there's a, there's a real psychology to it. Like if, if they say you can only buy three packages of toilet paper per customer, what customer is going to go, well, I wasn't going to buy two, but if I don't, will I, will, will three be around? You know what I mean? Like there's a psychology to it. This is, is this your, your toilet paper theory? So there is a, I, I is just this felt e equals the, toilet paper squared. It's, there is definitely a fuck. I, hold on, hold on, hold on. 
Is this E equals TP squared? <laughs> fucking fuck that joke. It's not even funny. It's so not good. even fucking funny. I love that you have to go back to redo it. I have a definite PPPH. There is a certain ratio. It's called the poo poo per household. Poo poo per household. The poo poo household states that A, once you have more than two children or you have two children, you are now and you are a close unit. You have four people pooping in your house, okay? The, um, your pooping is now exponentially greater because all your pooping is happening at home. Okay. I was relying on my schools to all my daycares, oh, all my yes, babysitters right. on other schools to wipe my children's and my wife's and mine asses. And now that is all happening at home. There is no need for janitorial rolls of industrial sized toilet paper for the Greyhound station. Anybody riding Greyhound? Everyone's wiping at home. The PPPH has greatly increased. A. B. When you see the, the, the advertising of, you can, you know, maximum three per customer, well, dude, that instantly tells people, well, then I should buy three. So people start to hoard. Also, all of these people, who are complaining about hoarders online, they're like solo livers or like it's them and their, and their significant other. There's two people like, you don't know what it's like to shop for like a family of six. Like, can you imagine that? So when all your pooping is happening at home and all your eating is happening at home, like it's like, oh, these fucking hoarders, stop thinking how selfish, stop thinking of yourself. It's like, I'm not thinking of myself. You got, you know, I have a household of four people. Like everything now happens at home. Telling you it's that PPPH baby. No one thinks about it. I'm not buying a lot more toilet paper now because I'm this irresponsible hoarder. Is no, there's a lot more pooping going on at my house now. No, that makes perfect. That makes perfect. Makes perfect sense. Could you take us out? Could you take us out with a little uh, Nick Nick Nicola Nicola Fit? What the fuck is his name? Fits you? Nicola fits you. I'm hoping you could maybe take us out with a little uh, off the top. I already forgot his fucking name. Nick, Nickel, Nikola, Nikolai. <laughs> Is he Russian? Well, I, I don't know. Nikolo fits Nikki you. Fits you. Nikki fits you. Nikki. If you could maybe take us out Nikki with a little, a little Nikki fits, um, but kind of do it. Right. You talking about you. And, sure can do. And uh, just where you're at right now and kind of just your closing thoughts on, on things and life in general. Coronavirus. It's meant a lot to many, but for me, it's been a really uh, a grounding experience. I never thought I would be this close to my home, this close to my family, my wife. If I look really at the plus side of it and try and be, you know, a little glass half full, is that it's given me something more that I could ever hope for, which is hope. <laughs> <laughs> Remix. Uh, big brah. So funny, man. I love you, man. Do the thing where we say goodbye, but don't really say goodbye because I still got some more shit I got to tell you. I love you, brother. I love you, man. Always a pleasure. All right, stay up. Peace. Peace. You can't be a lefty in a right-hand world. Slide a hand moves might land in your girl. Say that twirl for your baton. See how many stages your ass stand on. Blow hair spray like mace at the dawn. Stand in a corner, your tan sprayed on. And a band played on, no kind of on. Gotta fire crotch like Lindsay Lohan. Name's Johan, not from the Smurfs. Blue in the face from smoking on. Perk. Losing a race when I slipped on your skirt. All my Spanish town on my freestyle hearse. Need I cream on my spleen, don't work. I sweat gin, I sustain on my shirt. And some rain wouldn't hurt, cause the hillside dry, kill 
clothes in the drive-by with your Ray-Ban eyes. I'm animal style. I'm super-sized. Eyes open, eyes closed. The whole time high. In my backyard, I commune with the sky. In the back room, I make blind say bye. In the bathroom, girls jerk on my flies. And it's off to the kitchen for a big pizza pie. And a nice piece of pie for the dessert key lime. Blame all of you for making me rhyme. Stated, it, blatant. It's Nathan with penetration. The red light means it was tape Too much video take. Somebody's bound to get hurt. Thank <laughs> you.